You're listening to the Common Fan Podcast, a Husker football podcast for the common fan by the common fan. Welcome back, Common Fans, to another edition of the Common Fan Podcast. Happy to have you with us. I am TJ Burkle. With me tonight is Matty Owens Sr. What's up, T? How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Good. Uh, as always, friends, before we get going here, please follow the Common Fan Podcast on your streaming platform of choice. Uh, also, feel free to give us a follow on Twitter. That's at CommonFanGBR. And of course, we'd love to hear from you. So send us an email, CommonFanGBR at gmail.com. Matt, before we get into everything tonight, I wanted to read a, a, a text that I received from my cousin. Yes. And he was listening to the first episode. <laughs> he said, listened to the pod in the Combine today i dig it excited for more but i just loved that i love the idea you know it's harvest season as all common fans know and uh we're we're, i feel like we're getting a little bit of traction here with the pod which is really exciting but love hearing from from somebody who's out there in the combine listening to the common fan pod oh yeah i love that stuff gives me goosebumps you know i remember you know they don't they don't do it as much as they used to but i feel like it was always like an abc afternoon game thing in the middle of October they'd I, they'd I cut exactly back from commercial and there'd be <laughs> there'd be a combine in the field going doing harvest and and uh it was you know at the time it was kind of like oh we're not just a bunch of farmers but now man I love that I I I, I long for that again I completely agree oh, I love that so much uh Geoff in Lincoln by the way cannot be with us today uh, he's off watching Rudy uh <laughs> just <laughs> just kidding uh Geoff cl- uh, claims that he's on a family vacation someplace warm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, one one thing to note here, Matt, you know, c- kind of fishy, you know, Geoff, as we covered a uh, fellow common fans, he is a Nebraska fan. He is born and bred Lincoln boy, but the family, you know, this goes back to his, his, uh, you know, growing up family. Somehow are Notre Dame fans as well. Yeah. And uh, Geoff loves to talk about that, uh, despite our best efforts to get him, you know, to stop talking about it. Um, but now Geoff, you know, tell me what you think about this, Matt. Geoff's gone. He's on vacation. Uh, the Domers have a big win over USC. We're recording mm-hmm. this Sunday night. So the day after the Domers big win over USC, but then much more fishy uh you know we're seeing on social media that this husker commit carter nelson who is a giant freak of nature probably going to win the heisman tight end from ainsworth nebraska yeah and much more importantly committed currently committed to the huskers suddenly we see on social media he's visiting notre dame this weekend Mm -hmm. he was in south bend while Geoff in Lincoln is conveniently away and unable to record, what do we hmm. make of this? Hmm. <laughs> sounds sounds a little little bit fishy, TJ. That's, that's a little fishy. Although we did just see right right before we started recording tonight, the latest update is that uh, the word from the the Nelson camp is that he's still committed to the Huskers and uh, he will be at the Northwestern game this coming weekend. And so. Yeah. 
you know, college football industrial complex trying to work against us, trying to reel away our best players, our best recruits. But because of the strength of Husker Nation, we see we're not going to let them do that. No, we're not. And, you know, for just the, the slightest moment, if I if I didn't love GF and Lincoln like a brother, I, I kind of wondered if perhaps there was some foul play and he is um, maybe a, maybe an undercover operative for the CFIC um, and not not telling us, um, trying to and flip, look. trying to flip Nelson to the Irish. And, you know, I mean, he he said he went so far as to send us a photo of him, just him, not as he's allegedly there with his family. The photo was just him, a selfie in some sort of warm uh, climate. You could tell that. But with technology these days, TJ, that that could be a deep fake. Well, look, he, he could I have been for all we know in dreary South Bend, Indiana, and not even in that warm climate he alleges he was in. And I don't think we we need to tell common fans how painful it is to even allege that Geoff and Lincoln might have anything to do with the college football industrial complex. But I don't think I don't think we can dismiss it at this point. We uh, can't. Fact, the, no, we can't dismiss it. Um, it's not quite time to to break out the tinfoil hats and <laughs> cue up the X Files theme song. But you know, let's we're we're on guard. We are well, on let's guard. Let's just say let's just say the common fan board of directors has noticed and they are monitoring the situation. The situation is being monitored. Yes, exactly. So fear not, common fans. Uh, the show is still in good hands. You are still in good hands. Um, we're excited about tonight's episode. You may recall, for those of you who listened to the inaugural episode, that common fan guiding principle number three is we're here to help you fan. Again, this is a fan podcast. We are not journalists. We do not do this professionally, and we're not trying to compete with the other media or a bunch of the media sources uh, in sort of the Nebraska football e ecosystem. We want to be part of that ecosystem uh, and engage with fans in a way that's that's meaningful and fun and supportive of the Huskers. So one of the things we're going to do tonight is um, talk about our, you know, the best and our favorite uh, various news sources, social media sources, podcasts, uh, things of that nature to help you fan, to give folks, you know, maybe there's a podcast you're not familiar with uh, that you want to check out. Uh, we're we're going to talk about some of our favorite stuff. It's kind of a small world in in Husker uh, uh, football news media, but what's what's so fascinating, Matt, is is how much how many people are out there covering the Huskers professionally. Not to mention all the folks who are active and fun and funny on social media. I'll tell you one quick story before before we get into that. Then I want to get back to that point. But in 2017. I took my father to the Outland Trophy award ceremony. And for the common fans who don't know, you know, the Outland Trophy goes to uh, the best lineman in college football every year. But if you didn't know, the ceremony is in Omaha every year in January and anyone can get a ticket. And so my dad had a November birthday. And so it was either a birthday gift or a Christmas gift I got for him, but got uh, he and I tickets to go to that ceremony. And it was just a ton of fun, by the way, Tom Osborne was there and Barry Switzer was there. So they had, they had, it was fun. They had kind of a fun back and forth, fun banter. Uh, now I remember 
sitting there, sitting there that night, uh, that was when the news broke that Mark Banker had been fired. By the way, just total, total side wow. note. Wow, <laughs> total side note. <laughs> that was the night we learned that um, Mike Riley had fired his defensive coordinator. It things did not get better from there uh, on the field. By the way, no. for for common fans who may remember, um, but at the at the 2017 Outland Trophy award ceremony, ceremony, I got up to. I don't know. I was walking to the bathroom or I was walking to the, to the bar or something. Hitting up the and, John. And I, and I <laughs> kind of run smack dab into Tom Chattel. And I don't know what made me do it, but I just kind of started talking to him and telling him how I'm a regular reader of his stuff. And uh, for the common fans who don't know, I, uh, I don't, I grew up in Lincoln, born and raised I uh, don't currently live there. I live out of state. And so I was telling Chattel how much it meant to me to have guys like him. To me, it wasn't just about reading the news and reading about the Huskers. It was a connection to home and a connection to this thing that we all love so much uh, that is, you know, we share with family and it goes much deeper than just, you know, uh, a sport that we watch on Saturdays. Right. Right. And so, um, and he was, I mean, he, he was, he was very polite and appreciative and he may or may not have thought I was insane or was wondering why this stranger was talking to him. This guy uh, talking to me at the urinal. Come on. <laughs> it was not at the urinal. Uh, for, for the record. <laughs> but, Sorry. Uh, I just had that mental picture. Well, that's, I was not trying to. Yeah. I thought that maybe there's three urinals. <laughs> He's on the far left and you went up right next to him in the middle one. Just went and stood behind him. No one else is in there. <laughs> Hey, hey, Tom. <laughs> um, but I, you know, back it kind of brings us back to the point um, that we were that we were making earlier, Matt, and we were talking about this before we hit the record button. I don't think there's very many Power Five programs with you know thirty plus beat reporters that are covering every practice, every game, and that's because the appetite for content is so huge because. As we've as we've talked about many times, best fan, best college, uh, excuse me, best fan base in college football, uh, best among the best fans in all of sports. Um, and so, again, we want to well, I, I want I want you to comment on that point, but we want to we want to elevate and lift up as many of those as possible. Absolutely. And, it, you know, I think it's great um, to me. It backs up what we talked about in our intro pod that even though we've had a rough go of it the last several years. We are absolutely still a blue blood program, and 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 a big reason why is the fans' appetite for content. I mean, there's so many, so much out there. There's so many writers, so many sports guys out there covering Nebraska football for their career. That you know, if there's one guy or two guys, maybe you don't really like the way that they write, or they're too negative, or this or that. There's like twenty or thirty other people that you can get your Husker news from. Um, and I just think it's, I think it's fantastic. I mean, I, there's, there's not one, um, really that I, that I despise or, or even dislike. Um, so I, you know, I just take it all in and, and I enjoy it. And, uh, and I'm really, I'm really glad there's all this content. Cause if, especially for a guy like me, where I, there's no possible way between my family and my work, um, and my kids activities, everything I've got going on that I can, that I can possibly consume all of it. Um, but it's nice to be able when you want to plug in and and get some of that, you absolutely can because it's it's 
all over these venues that we're going to discuss. So I completely agree. And I'm with you. We, we mentioned it on the first pod as well, but you know, the hankering for some sort of Husker football content gets especially strong at certain slow points of the off season. And that's when it's especially nice to know there's a, a somebody out there is doing a podcast. Somebody out there is, is covering, uh, you know, the secondary or right. you know, so doing a story on the, on one position group, you know, in May or something like that. Uh, and you can kind of, you can kind of continue to feed the addiction. It's not the same as being in season. We all know being in season is the best. Um, and that's, again, that's another thing we want to be is just another source for folks to engage with the program. So we're going to jump right in here. Uh, we're going to start with podcasts before I do that. You know, the obvious one that we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on is just the two the two big papers in Nebraska, right? The Omaha World Herald, the Lincoln Journal Star. I I think there's a segment of the fan base, at least on social media. Well, there are there are a lot of different segments that just get mad at reporters, and I've seen it from the angle of, oh, such and such a reporter, you're such a Husker hater, Dirk. Like all you ever, all you, yeah, well, Dirk got a lot of that. Stuff. Dirk got a lot of um, a lot of flack. But you you hate the Huskers and you can never be positive, blah blah blah. And then I see, you see it from the other side too when people are like, "Oh, you're such a homer. You're supposed to be an objective journalist." And you know, I think by and large, Husker Nation, I might humbly suggest, and it's not to say that these guys are above reproach or or you know never should never be criticized. I'm sure we'll end up criticizing some of them on this on this program from time to time. But I think we're really blessed with with the quality. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, it, it, this counts for everyone we're going to talk about tonight but especially the two major newspapers um you know at the world herald you've got sam McEwen, you've got tom chattel you've got evan bland you have others at the journal star you have amy just and oh and um i'm not sure if husker fans know this because if you live in nebraska and you don't subscribe digitally you may just get one or uh, and or the other uh, paper delivered to your house. But a couple of years ago, the Journal Star and World Herald sort of combined their Husker coverage. And so for me, a guy who lives out of state, I've got an online subscription to Husker Extra. It's called, It's I think it's like 10 bucks a month or something. At Husker Extra is a great Twitter follow. I mean, that's just kind of, you want the basics. You want to know when the, when the practice report is out. You want to know when the latest stuff, whatever's going on. And so, you know, again, uh, not to spend too much time on it. Everybody knows about the major newspapers in, in the state. Right. But I think we need to like tip our hat in in a lot of states with power five programs that are in power conferences. You know, they maybe have like one guy or gal or maybe one, you know, maybe they got two or three papers and they have one person from each mm-hmm. who show up at practice and who cover the team. And maybe you got one or two local news guys and that's about it. And, you know, just at the World Herald, I think they beyond the three guys I mentioned, I think there's a few others covering the Huskers. And there's so there's tons of content just at these at the two major uh, newspapers. Yeah, no, I mean, they're to me that that's kind of the old school um, go to. Right. You know, sit like Steve Sipple's not there anymore, but he's like a legend in my mind in terms of covering yeah, the Huskers. Um, and that's kind of they were forever and ever kind of the go-to and now with you know that i think it's a lot of it's the shifting of of print news and who owns that and i don't want to get into all that stuff but you know the, those guys still have a place here they're just able to move on to different mediums 
um, and take on those things in other places. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. All right. So check out, check out Husker Extra. If you're interested, most of you listeners probably get the Journal Star or the World Herald. We're going to move on to podcasts. So one thing, I don't think I said it at the outset. Um, we had this idea to try to put together like the exhaustive, you know, comprehensive list of all sort of Husker news sources, Husker podcasts, radio shows, um, websites, social media follows, et cetera. We, this is the start of that effort. I guess we, we still may try to compile that. I think that's better done in writing when you're just making a massive list and folks can kind of check it out as they see fit and see what they like and see what works for them and what doesn't. So, you know, tonight, I think as we record this, where we landed was more, let's talk about some of our favorites and some of the ones that, you know, we think folks would really like, we'll mention, we may mention others that we're aware of, but we don't want to just come on and, and talk about, you know, list, spend, spend a 45 minutes, you know, li listing different Twitter follows, right? I think we want to talk about some of the ones that we love that we think folks will love. Um, again, trying to elevate this stuff for all Husker fans. So I know Matteo for both you and me on, on the podcast front, uh, a, a big favorite of ours is the Nick Bob podcast. Um, and uh, he, you know, he's good buddies, he's childhood friends with former Husker Bo Rude. And so mm -hmm. Bo often joins Nick. And I really, I really enjoy their Husker content. And I think what I really like about this one is, you know, Nick was a college basketball player. He played at, at Kansas and then Creighton after that. And then Nick's dad, I believe, I think, I think I'm right on this. Nick's dad was a Husker yeah. football player. Rich Ball. Obviously, Bo Rude, you know, he's a Husker football player. He's royalty. His, his whole family, you know, played played football in Nebraska, his brother, his dad, his uncles. Um, so what's great, what, what I love about this one is I think they've reached a certain point in life where they have the expertise that that and, and sort of this inside look at things and you know Bose was in the nfl i mean they, they, they know what they're talking about on the football front and they have the insight into the sort of husker family and football program that most most people don't frankly because their their family you know, families were involved in playing there but they're also like the conversations sound like pro what i would imagine a lot of people sitting on their back porch or their deck sound like they like it's it's fun to just they're just fun to listen to as well Right. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the things that that I think draws me to to especially when Nick has. I mean, Nick's great when he does his his episodes on his own, but the magic I think happens when he has has childhood friend Bo Robert Root on with him, um, <laughs> as he often the, refers to. Him. Yes, their 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 recaps of games sound very very similar to actual conversations that I have with people like you and and other friends about these Husker games. I mean, and one of the things I like about them, they they don't sugarcoat anything, but they don't get too negative either. You know, it's it's they're they're coming they ha really have that lens to me of a fan more than anything. Yep. Like you mentioned they have that expertise, but you can tell there's a level of like fandom there. And otherwise, they just wouldn't be doing this, right? Ab absolutely. Um, absolutely. You know, but you know they both come from from hus deep Husker roots. And to me, it's just cool that even though they've just been ingrained in that their whole lives, they still like seem to like not be able to get enough of it, right? 
Um, I think it's I think it's indicative of of the Oscar. I think it's indicative yeah. of what we're, what we're talking about, right? And but but what days. most for me listening to those two guys, I think feel after especially after after a, a painful loss feels like some odd form of therapy. Like I feel like okay, that loss was terrible. Now I'm going to get in the car and drive to work. And I'm going to pop these guys on it. And honest to God, I feel just a little, even if we're just able to laugh about how bad it was, or if they make me have a little bit more positive outlook than I had prior to listening. Um, those guys have acted like a form of therapy for me for the last two or three years. Well, again, you know, they, they, they feel it like fans do. Right. And, and so we can identify with that, but then they have also got some, some analysis and, and, um, you know, takeaways that I think are really helpful. And it's like, okay, I thought, I thought that looked bad. Maybe based on what one of these guys said, it wasn't as bad or yeah, they agreed it was terrible, you know, whatever it was. Right. So it kind of helps you like, you know, reset and, uh, and, and, you know, reset your mindset going into, to the next game. Absolutely. All right. So, uh, moving on from that, one of my favorites, Matt is the pick six podcast. Mm-hmm. And that is the World Herald folks. So most often it's Sam McEwen, Tom Chattel, and Evan Bland. And so, the, and these guys will talk about, you know, Husker basketball, Husker baseball, Husker volleyball. Uh, they've talked about, you know, softball when the softball team's good. They talk about it all. But I'd say it's like 60 plus percent Husker football. And especially in season, it's a lot of Husker football. Sure. And I just look, I again, back to the point. Um, I just think they're three really good journalists. Yeah, and they're Sh- pros. Chattel, Total Chattel, pros. Yeah, and Chattel's up there among, you know, he's kind of the dean, I feel like, of, <laughs> of the Oscar <laughs> football sort of media in general. And he's just always got so much good insight. He's been around. He's seen it all. He goes back to, I think, covering the, covering the Huskers in the 70s. He wrote the fire Tom Osborne column, Oof. you know, in like yeah. 19, 1990 or something like that. Um, but but he's just so good. And then McEwen is really analytical. And he hey, has- you know, you know, uh, Chattel uh, gave us a shout out our senior year of high school, right? When we uh, we had the co-ed kick line at the state basketball tournament. Uh, that is escaping me. I guess I was playing in that basketball tournament. Oh, it's... I think about it. Well, I mean, we, we the royal we. Um, yeah, at halftime, we did a dance with the uh, drill team, and we got a shout-out from Tom Chattel. A shout-out to uh, Lincoln Pius X, uh, co-ed kick line from Tom yeah, all three by the, All three common fan hosts are Thunderbolts, by the way, class of 2001. Yeah. Maybe I should have let a... that slip. No, that's okay. We had a painful uh, semifinal loss in the state basketball team yeah. that for some reason Matt felt the need to remind me of just now. And so, yeah, thank you. Thank you for Hey, at least we were at least we were bringing the house down at halftime with our with Congratulations our, on your kick My line. my Chris Farley-esque uh <laughs> dance moves. That that does ring a bell. I just I wasn't able to sit and watch it because I was on the team, but That's uh, right. You were. Thank Yeah. So, anyway, back to the Pixel podcast. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Um, anyway, uh, oh. back to the pick. I, I think we lost to Alliance in the semis that year. Why yeah. am I, am I misremembering? Yeah. Anyway, they were right. To lose so we beat game. them our junior year. We beat them. That's right. That's right. And they, they yeah. went on to lose to Beatrice in the state final. Um, they had that big kid, tall kid, uh, who went on to play for Nebraska. Uh, Will, Wilburn. Tony? Is that right? That sounds right. That sounds right. Tony Wilburn? In the second half, I was guarding yeah. him. Nice guy. And I jumped, like I tried to, I tried to get aggressive 
and like get in front of the pass and I didn't get there. And so there was nobody between him and the basket and he took like one pound dribble and just, just two hands, you know, slam. Posterized. Lions. And we were already down by about nine at that point. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm blaming myself here and I'm not sure if I would have stopped him if I hadn't tried no, to go for the no, pass, but, but were you, you were about to say, no, you wouldn't have. No, you, um, none of you guys were stopping him. No, that, that night they were just, they were, they were on, they were hitting their shots. They were hitting a lot of shots. We, we were, yeah, we were struggling that night. So it just wasn't coming together that night. Anyway, <laughs> back, to, thanks, back to the pod. Thanks. Thanks again. Sorry. Uh, for bringing that up. No. So uh, love the pick six podcast. You know, Tom Chattel obviously knows who we are uh, because <laughs> you know, from 2001. It was 22 years ago. I just told you what happened. <laughs> but Chattel brings that view of kind of like the wise sage, the guy who, who, who does commentary for a living. McEwen's really analytical. Um, and mm-hmm. he dives into the numbers, and if you read like his Monday Rewind in the in the in the World Herald, you read some of his stuff that's reflected in that. And then Evan Bland is really good too, just um, often is you know able to give it a slightly different view than what the other two guys are focused on. So they just really complement each other really well, and that's another go-to for me if I want to if I want to celebrate a win and just give me more, put it in my veins. Uh, both both the Nick Bob podcast and the Pick Six podcast are great for that. If I'm wandering in the wilderness, trying to find my way home, wondering how we could have let another close game slip away, wondering about the meaning of life, both of them serve to help kind of you know reset the mindset and t- help me how to figure out how to think about this and you know realize that you know, we we you know we will be back someday and it's all going to be okay. Oh yeah. Okay, moving on. Those are our probably our two favorite podcasts. I wanted to mention another one. Full disclosure, I haven't gotten into it yet, uh, or excuse me, I haven't had a chance to listen yet. Uh, I'm excited to get into it. It's called the Let It Fly Show with Michael Severe, and just wanted to mention this because I'm a huge Michael Severe fan. So one thing I love about Michael, a couple couple things is one. He's really knowledgeable about football. He watches a lot of film. He understands X's and O's. And he brings like that element, that level of detail um, when he's covering football. Two, he's not from Nebraska. If I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure he's from Louisiana. He's from the New Orleans area, I believe. Um, So... I think he's got us not to suggest any others are not objective uh, in Nebraska, but I think if you've grown up in Nebraska, you've got a certain perspective and he's able to really detach emotionally. He's not a fan. I mean, he doesn't look at it from a fan perspective and he didn't right. grow up fan of the program. And I think, you know, I, I think it's okay if, if you're covering a team for years and you want, you know, you'd like to see them do well. You'd like to see the good people around the program or whoever you've worked with succeed. And I think a lot of guys feel that way, but I know most of them try to main, you know, maintain a level of objectivity mm-hmm. and a lot of them do that to, to varying degrees. But I think Michael, like for real, it's not, it's not his home. It's not where he grew up. It's not the same thing for him. And that allows him to be super objective. He's also just a total pro. Right. And so just just a big fan of Michael Severe. I started listening to him. He used to have the bottom line, which yep. is like a four four hour daily sports show. Yeah. In the in the podcast format. I don't think it may have it may have been on the radio. I don't remember if it was. I remember watching it on I think I feel like on the World Herald like website. It was it was that... the World Herald's show. He was yeah. like I believe an employee of the World Herald in doing that show. 
but yeah, I don't, they they streamed it in yeah, various like streaming, ways. Yeah, I don't know if it was streaming. really on the radio. I always listen to it I, I, after the fact, usually you know via pod. Uh, it just sounded like such an old guy. I remember watching it on the World Herald website. That's called streaming, Matt. <laughs> That's it was streaming. Um, but he was so good on that. And then he went back to uh, 1620, and he did Severe mm-hmm. Benning, which I think he had done before. And I remember him. So this, I don't know how long ago this was. Not that long ago, but it was him and Kevin Kugler doing right. uh, yeah, on exactly. unsportsmanlike conduct, wasn't it? Yeah, I think they're the afternoon slot, but I used to, I used to be like a nine to five, uh, 1620, the zone (laughs) listener. And so I got a lot of Michael severe and that guy is a total, and he's been, he's been doing a really good job on big red wrap up too. Yeah. Uh, So he still, still does big red wrap up, which is a great, which is a great one. We'll throw that one out there too. It's a weekly show. Um, public television, baby. Yeah. It's on, it's on, uh, public television, but, uh, any team, uh, Yes, thank you. NET. Uh and is it on Wednesdays? I think it's on Wednesdays. I think um Tuesdays? Tuesday nights. Tuesdays or Wednesdays. They I always, know. Tuesday or Wednesday. They, always, they probably play it both nights. That's and you can always find it online too. Yeah. Um, but Sean Callahan usually joins and um uh Mike Damon Benning. Damon Benning's been on there. Jay Moore is usually on there. Yep. If you want to, you can check it out at, at Big Red Wrap Up on Twitter. You can also check NebraskaPublicMedia.org slash Big Red. So that's a great one, too. So Michael still does that. He's doing some other things. Um, and we'll get into some of those at some point, uh, hopefully soon. Um, but can I do one more, one more just quick shout out? Yeah, sure. When I, when I want to laugh at the absurdity, sometimes the absurdity of, of Husker football, um, going back to Nick Bob, but with, but with Matt Schick, the Schick and Nick show. Um, and I used to listen to them back on the, on the radio way back in the day too, but I'm a regular weekly listener of those guys. And, and I think sometimes for us to just have the ability to laugh at how sometimes that the, uh, just kind of what we're talking about, how there's so many, so many avenues to, to, uh, consume all the Husker, uh, hysteria. Sometimes it's good to laugh at it too. So I, I got a little shout out to Schick and Nick, because uh, I, I just really get a kick out of those guys. And Matt Schick is just brilliant. I think working, working uh, for the, working for the mothership uh, <laughs> out there at, for ESPN. Yeah, I know those guys are really, really popular among among the fan base. And um, I must admit, I, I for whatever reason have not listened to that one. So I think I need to to yeah, check it out. I think you do. All right. So moving on, um, one other one other site I wanted to mention, uh, Matt, and then uh, we'll get into some of the best social media follows. But I don't know. Have you ever gone to Husker Max? Yes. Great so, source for, you know, I, what I usually used it for was I'm just the kind of weirdo that loves stats. So I, I think right. one year I even thought, well, I wonder who the single season receptions leader is for Nebraska. <laughs> that's the place you would find something like that. And by the way, do you know who it is? Single, Single season, season. up until last year. I don't think it was broken last year, um, but up until la- I was, cause I was looking at, it, I thought maybe Trey Palmer had a shot of breaking it, but single season receptions leader in Husker. Kenny Bell? No. Stanley Morgan. No. Give up. Uh, Marlon lucky. Is that right? Yeah. He had something like uh, 70, 70 some catches in one season because it was, uh, I can't remember if it was Gans or 
No, it might have been. I don't remember who the quarterback was, but we obviously we checked down a lot and threw a lot of screen passes that that is that one year. Marlon Lucky. Well, I'm embarrassed. I don't know that, um, but there we there we have it. There's your Husker trivia for the for the day, common <laughs> fans. Uh, so anyway, on Husker Max, uh, I discovered this one like I think before I was like on Twitter probably, but it was kind of one of those things where I was like, I would just like Google. I'm embarrassed to say, but like, you know, what's the looking for the latest on Husker news? Husker Mac, first and foremost, is a fantastic aggregator of the latest news. And so they re- do a really good job of keeping it up to date. So like when the latest is out, it doesn't it doesn't have to be on on a game day. But when the latest is out, they're linking to the latest stories on after game days, like starting hours, you know, or, or less than that, starting, you know, immediately after the game and into the hours uh, on, on Saturday night. They as soon as, you know the various commentary pieces from the newspapers and others are available. They're posting, they have a, they have a whole game page for each game. So they'll post those. But what I didn't realize, Matt, until recently, to your point, there's so much more on there. They have, you know, they have practice daily practice reports. They have rosters schedules, um, Mm -hmm. not just for this year's team. They have rosters and results and schedules going back to like the 1800s way back. (laughs) Yeah. Like for every team you can ever think of. And they also have original content. So they have uh, various writers who contribute. Um, and, and then um, there are various forums. I've not spent a ton of time in the forums, but you know, that's just another way for fans to engage. They've also got all the alumni association information on there. So you, you go to that section. And if you're a Husker who doesn't live in Nebraska, you can find like who you're sort of closest association chapter might be where the watch parties are that sort of thing so it's just a wealth of information hats off to these guys whoever they are who run this site um it's really enjoyable and just it's it's a really it's like a good one-stop shop if you don't have time to be on social media a lot or whatever but you want to get your daily fix definitely husker max is is a place i would put high on the list and that's just uh, huskermax.com literally www.huskermax.com any further thoughts on thoughts on that one matteo no great website love it that's all i got <laughs> so so some of the others some of the others that we like we're going to mention quickly simply because i think husker fans you know know about these and you know some of our and i guess i would also say i think some of our favorites who cover the Huskers work at these sites. So uh, there's on three, uh, which is one of the recruiting sites. There's Husker 247, uh, which is another one of the recruiting sites. And then there's inside Nebraska, which is the rivals recruiting site. So, um, you know, on three, many of you are probably familiar with Sean Callahan. He's been covering Husker football with a specific focus on recruiting for, I think over 20 years now, Uh, Steve Sipple went over there, uh, not that long ago, I think in the last couple of years, over from the Journal Star, Robin Washitz are also over there. What I like about these, and then at Husker 247, you know, there's Mike Schaefer, there's Brian Christopherson, there's Michael Bruns. Uh, I'll highlight these two for the moment. All of those guys I mentioned are really, you know, they're they're great at what they do. They're a lot of them are plugged in on the recruiting front. So if you're a recruiting junkie, these are great places to be. Um, both sites have um, sort of a mix of free content, and then you can also subscribe for sort of a deeper level of, you know, you can get all the content if you subscribe. And then Callahan, Sipple, Schaefer, Christopherson, all these guys 
are regulars on a lot of the radio shows, a lot mm -hmm. of the podcasts. And I really, really enjoy a lot of their perspective because they often have, they know the latest on the recruiting front, which is interesting to me. I'm not the biggest recruiting guy, to be honest with right. you. Like I'm, I'm like, once they get here, then I'll get excited about them, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm not going to, not going to melt down about every recruiting battle we win or lose kind of thing. But they always know the latest on the program. They've got great, and I think because they followed these guys since they were recruits, they've got great insight on the players. You know, as they're developing through the program, maybe not the big name guys that you're hearing about every week, but they're kind of tracking how guys are progressing and how the position groups are going and that sort of thing. So, just a really lot, of, a lot of really valuable insight. Each of those also have a podcast, which I listen to both of those podcasts regularly, and then they both have just a pretty good rhythm. Um, for instance, on three does like a Monday rundown. Like here's, here's what's going on this week. They do a weekly chat. They have kind of daily regular features. And then the popular one for on three is the Friday tunnel talk, which is kind of some insider information for subscribers. And, and 247 has, has a, has a similar sort of pattern rhythm of, of regular content like that. I must admit on the rivals stuff, I, I followed them a little more closely when Callahan and his crew were over at rivals. I haven't followed the the new one as much, but I do like, you know, Greg Smith is over there. He was previously at Hale varsity. Nate Klaus is over there. Mm -hmm. He's been, he's been doing recruiting for a long time. So I, I'm sure that's really quality content as well. And would check, you know, any recruiting would encourage any recruiting junkies to check out all three of these. Yeah, plenty, plenty. If you are a recruiting junkie, plenty of material out there for you. I do. I mean, I all those guys, same thing. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with all those guys. Mostly just follow them on Twitter. But you know, I'm, I'm not a huge same similar to you. I'm not a huge recruiting uh, fanatic. Just following it twenty four seven. But I do like to have a, a thirty thousand foot view on those things. Just kind of like keep me in mind. You know, how are we doing? What are we ranked? Um, any guys that are coming for a visit? That type of thing. So yeah, those and, guys are all good. Handful of others I'll mention just for folks to check out. Hale Varsity is one. Corn Nation is another one. Husker Corner is another one. I know we're not listing them all. Again, I think a goal, a goal for a fan sort of podcast like this, maybe eventually we'll try to put together an exhaustive list. Um, but those are some of the best ones that that we're uh, familiar with, and they have the most, you know, most content uh, and a, and a ton of a ton of insight as well. Okay. Um, now let's talk about social media for a moment, Matthew. Yes. 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 Let's. I, I started using Twitter maybe 10 or 11 years ago. And I think what it, Twitter came out like 2010, maybe does that sound right? I don't know. why. I, I think even before that, I think I, I first hop, got on a 20, I almost said 2009, 2009. Um, but I think it had even been going for a couple of years prior to that. Um, okay, so there are times on Twitter when, you know, it feels like, you know, especially if you're following, if you're following, it's non-sports stuff, but sports stuff too. People fight about sports all the time. Certainly anything political, if you're following it for like world news or, or oh, yeah. US, I mean, US news, there are times when I'm like, this is just a cesspool of humanity and it, I don't it, know it really why can I'm be. on here. <laughs> Uh, and we're not, we don't mean to pick on Twitter because uh, all the others have their problems. Well, we we well. use it, right? So yeah, but we use Twitter. I think Tw Twitter. I found I don't. I have a Facebook account. I don't know about you. I'm not on Facebook very often these no. days. You know, I, tick, all the kids are using TikTok. I don't. I'm not sure. 
I, I think I think Twitter is kind of the sweet spot if you're trying to follow commentary and news on sports in particular, because you can get everybody posts like, hey, here's the latest article. But then there's lots of like other insight information content you can find that's only Twitter specific. Right. Um, and I even find that that sometimes this I don't do this, you know, typically during a Husker game. I'm just watching the game. I mean, hardly even text during a game. But if I'm watching another game. Um, especially a bigger game, kind of fun to follow along on Twitter while you're watching the game and see people's live thoughts and commentary as a game's going games going on and and getting their observations. And sometimes it's the most absurd things, but it, it can be pretty entertaining. I completely agree with that. I think I mean it is it is Twitter has both enhanced and worsened the game watching experience, <laughs> right. right? Because on one hand, you're like, you know, something bad happens and you're so angry or something good happens and you want to celebrate it either way. When you go take, you immediately take to Twitter and you see that thousands of other people are feeling the same way, or maybe giving a slightly different take that you didn't think of or whatever, you feel like that enhances your game watching. Experience. Right. Well, it's but like, I also, think it's, I've had the thought like, uh, I'm sitting here watching a game. I, I remember what it was like just to sit and watch a game and not have to reach for my phone and, every five minutes. And have so your to thoughts to yourself. Yeah, exactly. I tried right. to point not to go too far down that. I think, but path. I think it's part of there's uh, it's something we have that's in our nature <clears throat> as sports fans to just kind of want to turn to somebody and go, Oh my God, did you see that? Exactly. Like it's just a sports fan thing. Like did that you just want to know, okay, did somebody else see that catch that just happened? And I want to know what they thought about it too. Cause I thought it was one of the best catches I've ever seen. You to go to Twitter and like, Oh my God, there's 200 people that also think that it's the greatest catch they've ever seen. So just it's something, so something in our nature, I think with Twitter and, 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 and having to get some sort of uh, affirmation on, um, on our sports watching. Well, and common fans uh, wouldn't know this, but uh, Matteo, Geoff, and myself are three of a group of 12 guys who are in a fantasy football league together. We all kind of grew up together, went to high school together. And so we've got an ongoing text chain of that, you know, fantasy football league. And that's another that's another way that we, we fuel the rage or share in the excitement or whatever it might be. Uh, but that's that's a pretty active one too. It's just it's fun. It is fun to be able to connect with that with people in that way. It's just about finding the right balance. So right. Shout out to in, the Pie High League. To the Pie High League. It's a Premier League. It's a pre or it's a premium. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Uh, want to just tick through some of our favorite. I mean, we go down the rabbit hole of sort of best or all the Twitter follows or all the Facebook you know groups or whatever it might be you know, we'll never end this pod. So we just right. wanted to highlight some of our favorites. The first one I've got, Matteo, is Husk Guys. Yeah. And on Twitter, they're just at Husk Guys. Um, I feel like these guys, I don't, I, you can kind of read up, they've got a podcast as well. I've listened to a couple of those episodes and you can kind of read up on their story. It seems like, you know, they're just, it kind of came up organically there it feels like they're about our age you know like they remember the glory days they've been through the highs and the lows um what i really like about this account is they they seem and i don't know who i think it's more than one i think it's a couple of brothers and they mm -hmm. may have a friend for, there's, there's another guy who joins the podcast at least i don't know if it's one person or more running the twitter account but they just have a really good finger on the pulse of the fan base a lot yeah. of times and i feel like when i see something from them i'm like Yes, that's exactly how I'm feeling. <laughs> or, you know, uh, yes, 
I, I don't agree with you, but I will, I will try to drink some Kool-Aid as well. You know, that, that kind of thing. <laughs> right. That, that one, that one, I think you shared, I think it was from them was, you know, on Monday, you're like, oh my God, I'm so depressed. My life is over. Nebraska is terrible. And then by like Thursday, it's like, you know what? I think we're going to win out. I think we're going to, <laughs> exactly. I think we're going to win the West. We're going to win out. Exactly. That one, that one was really spot on and really pretty much, uh, captures our fan base to a T I did yeah. see just today as well. When I was making some notes for this pod, they have, they have some merch available, uh, some merchandise. And I saw a, a shirt they're selling that says band fall weddings. And I feel like we, we talked about this on mm-hmm. the inaugural pod, you know, all Husker fans should know that you don't, you never, ever get married on a football saturday but to the extent i probably we all probably need to get that shirt to the extent that we can really drive that message home to pretty much everyone yeah in in america at least we need to we need to help support that cause yeah i mean get married in may or june (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly all right another another uh, favorite is uh it's huskers game day at Huskers game day. Yeah. Do you follow that one? I do. I, I do yep. follow that one. I just actually, I'd seen that, you know, with the Twitter algorithm, I'd seen a lot of their tweets over the years and liked them, but I didn't realize I wasn't even following them. So uh, just in the last week or so, I started following those guys. They, and they put out a lot of good stuff. They, it's sometimes it's like, a, you know, the other day it was a, who's the best Husker player you've, you've seen in person play Memorial stadium. And it, everybody's got an answer to that. Exactly. I think the and fun it, part is, you know, if, if somebody goes goes uh, the road less traveled and doesn't say like Tommy Frazier or Lawrence Phillips or Sue or one of the high, you know, um, so that I, I like that kind of stuff once in a while. I totally agree. It's fun to engage on that stuff when you're not, you know, when it's when it's something different from, you know, day to day practice report, which we know we all we all consume those as well. Those are great. Right. Too. And then I like Huskers game day is a pretty prolific poster, I've noticed. And they'll um, they'll kind of summarize the quote from Sam Sam McEwen's latest article or what Tom Chattel said on the podcast or what some of the some of the talking heads are saying but you know it's just it's I I like that as a Husker fan again talking about Twitter and social media as a place to find content that maybe you haven't seen other places or maybe you didn't read in the newspaper there the, the game day Huskers at Huskers game day is a is a fairly prolific poster on that stuff in addition to some of the engaging stuff you talked about so um you know pretty steady regular content there which which i've enjoyed as well uh then of course a fun one that you know i think probably a lot of fan bases do engage with in their own fan bases but the barstool one. Oh yeah um the barstool huskers at, yeah. barstool, at barstool husker and then skews skews a little younger in the demo but still still uh entertaining well and that was i mean how cool and unique was it when, you know, I'm not sure how much we really want to relive the Michigan game, right. but it was pretty cool. You had the, there's so many connections there and cross connections with Compton, you know, has the Bustin' with the boys podcast, mm-hmm. which is another favorite, by the way, they're just, they do all, they focus on all sorts of stuff and a lot of NFL stuff um, and not specifically, specifically Husker stuff. Yeah. But um, we love Will. We love Will. Compton. We love Will huge fan, but, but so, so his, his, co-host taylor luan i never know how to pronounce the last name is a michigan guy yeah dave dave portnoy the president of barstool is michigan a michigan guy. guy and so there was a lot of fun and engaging stuff uh, on the michigan weekend and even after i mean portnoy 
reviewed like three or four different pizza places in Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think he did like a cheese runza and and he housed that thing by the way. He, he did. Like, he liked the, he actually he liked the, he liked the runza. runza. I think he liked the runza more than any of the pizzas that he had. Definitely uh, liked it more than the Valentinos. I think he <laughs> called it he called it drunk pizza. <laughs> so the grease would sop up the booze or something all, like that. All love to Valentinos, by the way. Oh yeah, um, I mean it's. A, I told I told my wife, and she was a little disappointed because we we like vowels in our house. I said, well, you know, it's kind of an acquired taste, and she was, yeah, she, I think, she didn't like that that yeah. assessment. <laughs> well, you know, but he, he Portnoy's walking around with the you know make Nebraska mediocre again, and then he comes out with the volleyball school T shirt. So he's like he's a pretty savvy guy. He 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 was engaging with the family. Oh yeah, he's no like dummy. Him. And then you know Compton and Lewin did a they did an in person event here that weekend. And then so so the 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 Barstool Scurs Twitter account was a great place to follow all of that stuff. Yeah, and that was just that was just you know that's like that's kind of more like pure fun you know, sometimes borderline inappropriate if you're, <laughs> if you're down for that sort of thing. Um, but, but that was, that, that one's a lot of fun. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you may not, may not be a big bar stool type of person, but you can't deny how that, that kind of uh, bar stools just kind of become a juggernaut in the sports world. It, it, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, another one, another one I like I know, is Corn Nation at Corn Nation. Uh, we mentioned their website. I believe I mentioned their website as well. Just again, another another source of content. And uh, the, one of the reasons I bring this up, I believe this was one of the guys. It was after we lost to Minnesota a couple of years ago who had a very memorable quote, <laughs> which, you know, fam family friendly show. When I set up this, the back end stuff on the podcast, I I deliberately did not check explicit so we're going to keep it family friendly here on the show but it was uh uh screw everything uh <laughs> go big red he was on the field at minnesota yeah uh we're paraphrasing here but it was just three three lines that were hysterical um and it kind of summed up just how every husker fan was feeling yeah yeah, we won't. We'll, we, that one gets referenced frequently in the uh, the text thread with the boys. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, so coordination is another good one, and then just a few individuals. And we should add, like, we're trying to highlight some folks who are like outside the media ecosystem. So right. So um, all of these guys we mentioned, the sports writers, the commentators. Of course, they're all on Twitter. They all have their own Twitter accounts, and so we would encourage you to find them on Twitter as well. But we're just trying to trying to highlight a few others um, who many Husker fans may be may be aware of. Um, one that comes to mind, and he does radio as well. But Jack Mitchell, no, oh, yeah, um, and, and, and that's at Jack Mitchell LNK. Um, but I think I like this one in particular. He he's just got a pretty unique voice, right? Right. And he's he's another one of those where I think he was a practicing attorney, and yeah. then just decided to like pivot and just do you know, Husker, Husker commentary. He's been on the radio for years, but he's another guy who like kind of inherently just grasps sort of where the fan base is and has a good, good feel of the temperature of the fan base. And he talks about, you know, Husker basketball and Husker volleyball as well, but, but a huge Husker football fan and just a good, I think sense of humor too. Like he's kind of a funny, funny follow. And, you know, every now and then he's, he's pretty, uh, 
passionate guy for lack of a better word so you know he'll get into it with folks too yeah the thing the thing that i like about about jack is the highs are really high and the lows are really low like when he for like, there's a few years in a row where we had where he had uh labeled it groin kick november because we just kept <laughs> metaphorically getting kicked in the groin with husker losses um but yeah i know he's a he's a he's a fun one to follow and it, you know what more recently i, I think uh um, I've been, I've been touched by the stuff that he's, that he's tweeted about, um, his Husser experiences with his dad, who I think yeah, he had lost recently yeah. and his, and his, and now his, I think his son's in college now. So he's, he had one the other, uh, that was a few weeks ago wondering what his son's plans were for the game and his son wasn't sure. And then about a day later, his son reached out to him and said, well, I'm coming over to your house for the game. And it was just, and it just, I just thought it was cool. He's pumped just to watch the game with his son, you know, his 19 or 20 year old son um, i saw that so i appreciate too. that stuff too yeah, yeah i saw that one too and was really touched by that and totally always always love the personal touch again as we've talked about and we'll continue to talk about our husker fandom is so much deeper than just a sports team that we cheer for and it goes back to our family our communities right it goes back to so many different things that uh we love about being husker fans so yeah love the love the personal touch and uh, on that note, actually, another one I have is Chaz in SoCal, and that is at C-H-A-Z underscore I-N underscore SoCal, S-O-C-A-L. I highlight this one. He's an active Twitter guy and a huge Husker fan, but he's also got this platform called HuskerStories.com that I think he kind of started. It's really, it's not something he's doing professionally it's it's a place that people can share voluntarily, you know, share stories about things like game day rituals and your first Husker game and different things like that. So he's a fun follow. He's a good follow on Twitter anyway. And then digging in a little bit, I just found this Husker stories thing, but that looked really cool, too. And I love the idea of trying to trying to compile this stuff from, you know, your everyday, dare I say, common fan. Right. And so uh, I love that. I, I didn't even know about that, TJ. I'm glad I, yeah. I didn't know. I'm going to have to so, check yeah, that so out. Check, check out Chaz and SoCal and check out HuskerStories.com. Um, one other that I'll throw out there. I think this one is newer. I could be wrong on this. It's 24 uh, seven Huskers, not related to the 247, you know, recruiting service, but it's just at 247 Huskers. It's a newer Twitter account. And I found myself, um, seeing a lot of their content uh they're doing they do uh, a lot of content so so that was another one that is just kind of enjoyable to follow and um you know outside the regular media ecosystem so i think that's it on sort of the top social media follows i don't know there, again there are lots of others and we would actually one thing i would say i would invite people who are listening if there are any sources that we've left out here, wh whether they're traditional media, whether they're social media. Um, I'm sure we left, I know we left some off, um, you know, a couple other guys of sort of the media types that come to mind who are like, in my opinion, heavy hitters in the Nebraska ecosystem are Gary Sharp, Mitch uh, Sherman. Oh yeah. Mitch Sherman. Mitch I love Sherman, Mitch Sherman. Athletic. He's been around. I think he started at the world Herald and then was at ESPN and he's now at the athletics. Mitch Sherman is, is fantastic content. Adam Carricker, former player who's now really out there on, on social media and does a lot of, of covering. So I, I'm sure there are others we've left out again, Husker fans, even if the media is making you mad, sometimes 
that's understandable at times, but we are blessed with a ton of guys who are pros at what they do. And then a bunch of, a bunch of fanatical fans who, who are choosing to engage in different ways, whether that's, you know, on the radio, on a podcast, on social media, on a website there, they've started on their own. Um, and I think, you know, I, I'll end here, Matt. Um, I don't know about you. Um, there are so many times when I'm sitting there waiting for it, for a Husker game to start and it's mm-hmm. game day and you got all, it got, got all the feels, even if it's, even if you're not there, let's say it's an away game and you're watching on TV and you're going about your day and maybe you got to get the kids to soccer or something else, but it's that game day feeling. Yeah. Right. And you mm-hmm. got that, you got the feels, you got that extra hop in the step. You're seeing what's going on on Twitter. Is anybody injured? Who, who's, who's warming up at quarterback? Who's taking the snaps? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? And then, you know, that, that those few minutes before kickoff and you're trying to make sure, okay, you got, you, I don't want to be distracted. So you got the food set up or you got the, you know, kid sweetheart, you know, could we, could we get the baby to sleep please? Or could we get the, can we get the kids outside or, or boys, you know, once the game starts, you know, dad, dad's not going to be available to play catch for three and a half hours <laughs> right. available again after that. Um, I'm just kidding. I think we actually throw the ball around in our house all the time during. Yeah, the game. yeah. I'm just trying to just trying to build up the the idea of game day. And then what I'm getting at here is I don't know about you. I've had the thought so many times. What, what it's usually hits when they run out onto the field on TV, and it's like, man, it's so cool that I get to be a part of this. Right? And I'm and I'm one <laughs> of like mil- millions of fans, right? <laughs> right. And, and and taking that further, like I feel so bad for people who don't have something like this yeah and it does it does obviously it won't be husker football for everyone and i guess you know if you if you live in england i suppose this is how you feel about your soccer team or something yeah. right i bet it's but very like, similar when i talk to people who say they're not into sports or not into college football yeah. <laughs> dear god this, sort of this thought is probably a, a statement of misplaced priorities on my own part but uh it's sort of this thought of like what do you do yeah you know? what do you do with your time <laughs> And I, you know, let me be clear, common fans, Matt and I and, and Geoff are all fathers and, you know, we're, we're family first guys. We're, we're playing this up a little bit. We're being funny. Right. But seriously, this whole thing, this whole Husker Nation thing that we are a part of, you know, I, it is okay to, to let yourself be that fan. It is okay to, to have it be, you know, that important thing for you for three hours on a Saturday. Right. And then you go back to your life and you go back to your, your job and whatever else, your, your kids, your family, the things that are most important. Um, but man, there is just something special. And I, I don't, I I've talked about this in the context of like NIL and the transfer transfer portal and the shifting conferences and some of the stuff that maybe we, we, we'll get into these things in later, later pods, but some of the stuff that maybe we don't love as fans and we're kind of wondering where it's all going. But my response has been, it's hard for me to envision a scenario where I don't love the Huskers and I don't love college football. Like even if it became minor league NFL or whatever, which I, I honestly don't think it's going that direction. Again, that's a whole separate discussion, but I just, it's impossible for me to envision a scenario where I don't love college football and being, getting to be a part of this fan base is just really special. It's really cool. And it's going to be that much better when we start winning consistently. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it's, I I might've mentioned this on one of the prior pods, but it, it it's, it's part of who we are, right? Um, we're, we're just, we, we have a, a, a I think a 
crazy amount of pride for our state and therefore our only division one football team. Right. Um, and it's unique, uh, and sometimes crazy and a little bit, um, you know, priorities are sometimes (laughs) in question. Um, but yeah, I've been, you know, I've been a fan of, um, you know, professional sports teams for years and years and years, um, and been excited for games that they're playing in playoff games and super bowls and in the world series, but it's still, even like those games do not equate to just a regular, regular season Saturday watching Nebraska football. And I don't know why it is. It just, it just feels like there's more anxiety. There's more, more hope. There's more excitement living and dying on every play. And (laughs) I don't, and I can't more joy when, when it's, there's, there's so much more joy. Exactly. There's, there's more, there's more depression when they, when it goes poorly (laughs) and there's so much more joy when it goes great. Um, And I just think it's, it's because we, we literally from basically the moment that we could walk, it was our team. That's right. And there's no question, you know, and especially growing up around here, you know, you can, you know, in room of 10 people, there'd be seven people that have a different favorite NFL team in, in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah. But every one of those people is a Husker fan. That's right. Uh, that's right. So that's, 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 a, that's it a, is what be- it is. Beautiful way to wrap this up. Really enjoyed this one. Thanks for listening, folks. If we left anyone out again, send us an email, commonfangbr at gmail.com or give us a holler on Twitter at commonfangbr. We'd love to, you know, have this uh, episode serve as kind of the basis of a, of a broader list, uh, again, to elevate all of these sources to help feed that Husker addiction. Um, thanks for listening. What do we got? We got it is Sunday night before the Northwestern game. Yeah. So, we got, we're going back into a game week. Thank God. Bye week was fun. Bye week was nice and relaxing, but let's get back to it. Back into a game week. Uh, if, if you missed the midseason review two part pod, check it out. All three common fans predicted the Huskers will win the next three Northwestern, Purdue, Northwestern, Purdue, and Michigan State. Uh, and finish 7-5 overall. I think all of us had Iowa as that other win on there. So stick around. We got a lot more uh, podcasts coming up. I believe the next one will be um, the Northwestern recap, but uh, we've got some other exciting things in the hopper that we're really excited to share with you. So please keep giving us a listen. Thanks a bunch. And as always, GBR. GBR. GBR.